Hello everyone, uh, it is Friday the 10th of November 2023 and I'm going to hit up a couple of things today uh, that, have, that have kind of been percolating and sitting around in my mind. Uh, one of them is to talk about pleasure and another is to talk about meditation. Um, and uh, these these things are actually both, uh, both really linked in many ways but I wanted to kind of expand on both of them. Um, and in the vein of the last few conversations I've had, or conversations, not conversations, just me talking into a fucking microphone, isn't it? Um, these are, are both social media posts that I've put out, and um, I'm going to give you a bit further context to help you kind of with with these subjects. So, uh, pleasure versus happiness. Let's start there. So, it's it's easy, I think, to confuse pleasure, these moments of pleasure, with happiness. Um, and that momentary pleasure that you're pursuing, I do not believe is the same thing as happiness. You might believe it is so. Um, but here, here's why I don't think it is. Because once the experience of that pleasure passes, where, where do we find ourselves? Probably back where we were prior to experiencing it. And now we just want more. And we, we want to you know keep on that kind of treadmill of chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And uh, consumerism and the way society is set up is to to keep driving that and keep creating that in us so then what is what is happiness if it's not that is it possible is it a myth um I, I believe it is possible i believe it's not a myth but i think the understanding of what happiness is probably needs a further investigation and uh, a, a brief kind of discussion which I'll, i would do here today um happiness i believe at this point for me the n equals one of me of my my life and my experience is is a state of being um of living and of entering into this experience i do not believe it is walking around on clouds pretending that life is all unicorns and rainbows it certainly fucking isn't i still have a lot of shit going on i'm still working on my own shit um i do not believe it's something that happens by accident either i think it's uh it's not something that we just get through luck through winning the lottery i think it's something that is crafted intentionally through uh a way of living and being and through practices that um that you know what i'm gonna say as i talk about this but that if you can um uh, you know dig into and invest in significantly you will get a massive ROI in terms of how you're able to enter into the experience of life. First and foremost I think is the practice of living in alignment with who you are at your core and it's probably the, the hardest one and relates very much to my journey over the last few years of that you know uh, the unforeseen journey uh, and finding myself in a place now where my environment is very much aligned with who I am as a person. What that means is I'm congruent with with my self-concept, okay? So the version of me that exists behind closed doors when I close my eyes is very much a similar version to what is projected out into the world. I do recognize that from a place of utility and function, I have to perform different roles at certain moments and different tasks and et cetera, et cetera. And those require the wearing of different hats, but the separation between who I am and who I am in each of those roles is also very very minimal so it doesn't feel um it doesn't feel out of alignment and then from that place I think I'm a lot happier so that's the that's the baseline right and that's probably the hardest thing for for many of you many of us to to move towards but you have a choice and you are responsible for it and you can keep telling yourself you're not doing it because of 
other people might be more important than you. You might be telling yourself you're not doing it because you can't see a way to get there. But those things are all bullshit, if I'm honest with you. And, um, you know, if you're going to continue to tell yourself those, those things, then just be happy to live in a state of perpetual unhappiness and uh, be happy with the excuses you're going to continue to tell yourself, as harsh as that may seem. So what else is important in terms of these practices that cultivate a state of uh, happiness? Firstly, I think it's a big one. It's, it's noticing uh, the, the the nature of your thoughts and emotions that come up through the experience of life. Thoughts are inevitable. Our mind is designed to be thinking. If it's not thinking, then you're, you're not conscious. So to, to think that you're you're going to get to a place where you're not thinking is not not the outcome it's to observe those thoughts from a place of non-attachment it's similar with emotions uh, but what i'm not i'm not saying with emotions we don't feel emotions i think we feel and experience emotions fully but we don't let the emotions take hold of who we are in ourselves and we allow them to come and go which is what will happen with thoughts and emotions so beyond that, and the other things to focus on to get to this state are the practice of intentional movement. I think we're, we're designed to move. We feel better for moving and to find a way that um, honors that for you is, is really important. Then the practice of focused breath, something that's becoming really, really more important for me recently. I think we've been given this uh, little secret thing that we can do to connect with ourselves to change our uh, emotional state at any moment and it's been lost in in something that's almost like disregarded what well, is breathing we're just doing it and it's it's almost feels like a bit of like a, a thing for me it's like one of the, the biggest and most empower, important powerful tools we have access to is kind of just neglected and forgotten about because it's seen as just being automatic but there is so much power in the breath the practice of observing the self, which I would describe as meditation, which we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. Um, again, through that observing of the self, that's when you start to observe the thoughts and emotions that come up. And through the deliberate practice of meditation, that then carries over into day-to-day -day life as you allow yourself to experience the highs and lows of life, which are going to continue to happen, like, you know, the flow of a river. It doesn't go in a straight line. It's always, you know, you know bending and uh, I think through the observing of the self, you allow the river to flow, to not force it, and to, to kind of see these things come and go. And from that place, you experience a lot more happiness. The practice of creativity. I would just describe this as being one of the biggest things for me at this point in my life. Um, and for, for you listening to this, I would say this is about returning to the the, the younger self, the self that did things for the experience of doing it, of play. Uh, I was speaking to a client yesterday who's, geez, it, it made the hairs on my neck stand up and I'm emotional just talking about it. And she said she had spent some time thinking about this and she realized as a child, she was into kind of like uh, drama and like amateur dramatics and stuff. And so she's, you know, she's pursuing that now. And to see her talk about this, I could see the energy within her. And so I think creative expression is is really part of our essence it's part of our soul but it's part of us that's neglected as we move through the um the boring mundane uh, nature of our existence as we 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 can you know we can 
uh, habit, but let's let's make a different decision here. Let's be creative. Let's be playful. Let's be joyful. The practice of self-responsibility. All right. So happiness, I think, is found through responsibility. Uh, anytime you're um, pushing responsibility outside of yourself, you're also um, pushing happiness outside of yourself as well. You are responsible, okay? You may not be responsible for the things that have happened to you, that have led to you being here at this point in your life, but you are responsible from this moment on, okay? The practice of connection and contribution. So what I mean by this is that for much of the first half of my life, I have pursued a life of a significance and uh, isolation. And what I'm realizing that happiness is found in in appreciating that we are all connected you know if you were up in space now looking at the earth you would see one lump one big thing and we're all part of this thing and when we can appreciate we're all connected we can move towards living in such a way where we're a lot more happy when we're we're, we're feeling like we're connected to this bigger whole and contribution for me is is huge at this point right obviously not just as a coach but through every relationship i have through being a dad through other things I'm doing outside of that, which um, I do, I, which from the basis of um, where I'm at at this point, I don't want to speak about because I think if I speak about it, it becomes less so about contribution and more so about significance. But um, take from that what you will. Connection and contribution are massive. And finally, the big one is the practice of living in each and every moment. This is This is it right happiness for you is always going to be found in each and every moment it's never found in the past it's never found in the future it's found here and now and i know we're going to struggle with this at times you're going to be going through experiences which are unpleasant which which uh, don't feel good um but if you can live fully presently in each and every moment i believe there is available to you um an infinite amount of happiness um i was running along in the rain yesterday it was pissing down it was, it was windy and I was I was there and I was caught in this like negative space of like how fucking shit is this? And then I just realized in taking my next breath, the gift of being there in that moment, being able to do that. And I know it's really easy to get caught up in thinking that the external circumstances need to align your life in such a way to allow happiness to be. But truly happiness is available to you in the next breath because what a beautiful gift it is that we get to take that next breath and experience the next moment of 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 this life. So I know this all sounds a bit wooey and a bit hippy dippy, but that's the road I'm going down these days. So you're either here or you're not for it. So <laughs> the price of admission. Um You know what the truth is, we all want this to be easy, right? Suddenly go from this place of where we are now to just having all our dreams answered and being happy. That's why many of us want want to win the lottery or something like that. We think that's gonna be the thing. Um, I, you know, undoubtedly were I to win the lottery tomorrow, I would certainly have a lot less problems. <laughs> and in some ways, um, I would, uh, I would feel uh, a lot more secure. And so that, you know, maybe would have a knock on effect, but it wouldn't solve for my state. And this, this way of being this, this life of happiness, I believe is largely, um, achieved through an, an intentional way of living and entering into life. The illusion and the idea of pleasure will keep you distracted. It will keep you consuming. It will keep you chasing momentary pleasures in lieu of just doing the work that I've outlined here. 
um, your ego in particular, which is a really strong uh, force, which will continue to be there, is just learning to channel it, will keep you on the hedonic treadmill. It will keep you distracted and keep you looking for the next thing, the next thing, next thing. And you will just then keep returning to, to the baseline of, of your, your, your default mode. And if that is a pretty shit state, then you're going to continue to kind of, you know, return to that. So I don't want that for you. I want you to choose something different. I want you to choose to live a life of intention. I want you to build these practices to help you cultivate this way of being. And I say this from a place of uh, arrogance, uh, of being there, of uh, having uh, gone away and been so grateful and so appreciative for the opportunity to have some time away recently and to have observed moments of uh, pleasure of, uh, you know, momentary pleasure, but realizing that those moments are really genuinely fleeting. And uh, if I don't continually practice uh, everything I've said here to uh, cultivate that state of happiness, then those momentary pleasures are nothing more than just a numbing and dis distraction. And uh, I, I don't want to get too much into it here, but I just observed that that um, happiness for me is found now in not um, not believing that pain won't come up and be a part of life. Pain will be a part of life. It'll always be there. It's how you learn to process the pain and the lessons that come with dealing with pain that is the thing that ironically helps create happiness. All right. So it's almost like a bit of a, a paradox is that through that pain, you understand what happiness is. All right, so that's number one, right? Number two, sassy meditation post. And I, I just need to fucking tell you this, right? I need to tell you this. Just fucking meditate. I don't know how many times I can tell this to people until they're just going to fucking do it. Um, and, and they're not. And there's these, you know, these, these reasons that come up, and I'm going to talk through them now and then give you some maybe some tough love here. And uh, if, this, if this offends you, then, well... Um, I'm, I'm actually not sorry at all because you need to hear this, right? So meditation, here's some of the excuses I hear quite a lot, right? First one is my mind is too busy. Fucking no shit, so is mine. What do you think the point in doing this is? Do you think it's um, somehow like you're going to get to a state of meditation where there's there's no thoughts happening? Um, that, that that will never happen. But the, the fact that your mind is too busy is the reason that you should do it, do it because through meditation, you start to see and observe how busy it is. And through that observing of the thoughts as they come and go, you actually start to create a little bit of space between those thoughts. And the shift happens when you can start to see that you are no longer being driven by your mind, but you're observing your mind and allowing it to be what it is. All right. So yeah, your mind is too fucking busy. You're not a unicorn. Okay. None of this uh, none of this doesn't apply to you, right? You're, you're not special. And the sooner you can accept that, the pretty better you'll be with this and in life in general. I don't have the time, right? And I, I felt like, oh, should I post this one? You know, I know people are really busy. And I'm like, yeah, but who's reading this? It's people scrolling on social media. And if you're listening to this, you're the same. You, you, you're not that fucking busy because you're listening to me. So you do have the time to meditate, okay? The trouble is... The egoic part of yourself, the part that's caught up in like outcomes in like what's the thing for doing this won't see this as a priority because it will see it as almost like it's something the ego doesn't want you to do because through meditation you um, remove some of the power from the ego 
and uh, it, it will tell you not to do it because it won't see kind of like what the point is, which I'll go on to address in a minute. But the point is, is it's just fucking doing it, um, right? So I don't see the point, right? I don't see the point. Again, yeah, here's, here's, here's the fucking point. The point is that you can choose to continue to be driven by your mind or you can do something which helps you create some space between that incessant chatter and the chaos of the mind and the the self that the essence of who you are and maybe this is maybe a brain stretch for you but who you are is not your mind okay your mind is a tool it's a function you exist as this energy this thing that on one hand does exist but then doesn't exist like you know if i say to you you know point to yourself where are you are you in your mind? Are you back there? Like, it's, it's a fucking weird thing to think about. But the point is, is that you can, um, at some point, enter into life actually being in control of what's going on a bit more rather than letting your mind just controls, control you. All right? So where do I start? That's the other one. It's all become really fucking complicated, hasn't it? It really has. Like, what app should I use? What should this or that? You don't have any of that. You know what? Just... Get some music on that chills you the fuck out. Like, you know, no techno. As much as I love techno, that's not the one for meditation. Uh, my my go-to is uh, Native American uh, flute music. I'll share that here. I fucking love it. Just speaks to my soul. Um, where'd you start? Put some music on. Find somewhere you're going to be undisturbed. And then close your eyes and then count your breath. Okay? Don't need to change your breath. Don't need to do anything with it. But just count your breath. And when you get to 10, start again, okay? And what's going to happen is you're going to get to about two or three, and then you're going to start thinking about dinner. You're going to start thinking about what fucking John said to you last night, what what you've got to do after this. And but before you know it, you'll be in that train of thought, and you'll notice that, and you'll be, oh, fuck. And then you just go back to the breath, all right? And you just keep doing that, and you just keep returning to the breath, returning to the breath, returning to the breath. And the, the key here is just to notice when you're distracted, to not put blame on yourself, to not go, for fuck's sake, because that is the mind. That's what is going to continue doing. But through the consistent, persistent, and dedicated practice of meditation, something magic will happen. All right? And I say this knowing you're probably still not going to do it. You're probably still going to choose to do things which numb you and distract you away from the self, um, that you think will give you a greater ROI than just sitting there focusing on your breath. But I don't know, at some point, you might want to start listening to all the science, all the all the people telling you what I'm telling you here, um, that this this works. Um, and especially in this, this way of living where our attention is being, um, you know, sought by so many different things, to do something where you're cultivated, cultivating an awareness of your attention is a massive, massive superpower. So that's why you should do it, right? And if I can't sell it to you that way, then maybe it's just this. The final point of it is, is that your life, the experience of your life is largely determined through the filters of your thoughts and your emotions. 
not all the other shit, right? It's, it's those filters, your thoughts and emotions which dictate the experience. And what's the simplest, most effective way to learn to create some distance and understand in between those thoughts and those emotions is meditation. So that's why you should fucking do it, okay? Uh, I know this has been sassy. That's the current place I'm at. You have to deal with it or don't. I don't really care at this point, but I do care, obviously, because I'm doing this. I'm spending my time recording this shit and hoping that maybe for one or two of you, you actually start to listen. So there we go. Have a good day. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to put this out on Saturday and I'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.